This is The Wealth Puzzle with Michael Mansfield from The Lynn Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Michael provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is The Wealth Puzzle with Michael Mansfield. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. This is Mike Mansfield and Tana Pennington. And we're back. Yes. Tana, it's been a few weeks. I'm I'm embarrassed. I, you know, for all of our listeners and all of our viewers, absolutely got all of the hate mail. So appreciate that. <laughs> um, no, you did not. Yeah, well, I got some things of like, hey, what's going on? Where are the shows? These things that I listen to. Um you know, there, there's just been nothing going on in the world. So Tana and I felt there was nothing to talk about. Little vacation. Nah, just kidding. So Tana had a family reunion. <laughs> Tana, tell us all about it. Uh, it was so much fun. We went to beautiful St. George, Utah. So Southern Utah, it was gorgeous red cliffs. And we just went into um, an Airbnb, big, huge home, nine bedrooms. There was about 35 oh. of us. Yeah, it was a big party. That is a big party. And you guys are, were boating. Yes. Boating at the enthusiasts. Lake. At the yeah. lake. It was a lot of fun. There was a big pool too. So now this was over the, it's it spanned over Memorial day, right? So it did. And we were a little nervous about that. So just the Saturday and yeah. part of Sunday was a little bit crowded, but we, we had a great time. And then as soon as uh, Monday hit, it was super quiet. And so we had the lake pretty much to ourselves. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Well, welcome back. Thank you. Woo. So then, so that happened, right? So that kind of threw us mm -hmm. off for a week. And then uh, the most lovely thing happened next week. And that is our, our building's internet went down. And you know, <laughs> That's you, right. you, you talk about, what is it? Maslow? Is that Maslow? How do you say it? What's his name? You know, the, the hierarchy of needs. You know, you need food, shelter, water, all of these things. Turns out internet's on there yeah, now. Yeah, so it's on the list. In the history of the world never existed, but now suddenly right? uh, internet is one of our human needs. That's Dude, so true. Holy cow, does everything we do at work run off the internet? All of so our true. systems are cloud-based. Our, even our printers, if we said, well, I got nothing to do, so let's just scan stuff. Even yeah. our printers were based on the Wi-Fi in the building working. Um, so we had a rough week last week of just trying to uh, <laughs> deal with technology. Yeah. Um, it was a lesson learned, you know, it's, it's, it's tough, you know? So I was going to my house trying to work on stuff and <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was, it was, it was a little a, tricky, it was a bummer. but Hey, you know what? <clears throat> Here we are. So we're back in action. We're sorry that we uh, took some time off, uh, not to be mean, Today, we're just going to kind of have a really quick overview. Tan and I were talking about a bunch of different things to catch everybody up on some economic data points. Mm -hmm. Honestly, Tana, you and I talk about this all the time. Weird world we live in. There's a lot yes. going on. There's politics, there's economics, there's news, there's all kinds of stuff. Remember, these conversations are all about feeding you information because in the end, we're not trying to sit here on a pulpit and talk crazy and, and spout a bunch of stuff off. This is all about everybody understanding mm -hmm. what are the things that impact you individually, right? Because in the end, uh, you know, political policies on taxation, for example, that impacts you when you're yes. trying to retire. You know, the discussions of what the Federal Reserve is going to do. Well, that impacts you with inflation, something you can see on the screen here we'll be talking about in a second. 
There's just so much that goes on big picture that really trickles down to little picture and impacts the clients that we help and the way that they build retirement plans. So with that said, Tana sent me this article the other day, which I thought was um, interesting. So Tana and I do a lot of social security. So I do a lot of planning for social security. Tana does a boatload of Medicare planning Mm -hmm. for our clients. So Side note, you know, we'll do a little commercial for Tana. If you have Medicare questions, if you need to change a plan, if you're turning 65, Tana is the person to call. She is an expert. She is the boss. Or if you have a birthday coming up, that's the best time to switch your Medicare supplement plan F or plan G. If you want to look for maybe saving some money there, there's, you know, some competition out there. We could look at something different. Yeah, that's awesome. So let's do that. But hey, As you can see on the screen for the people that are viewing the video, here's a fun little article. Um, In the last decade, there's been a wide range of cost of living adjustments for social security. And what's funny is in the last decade, actually technically the last 11 years, there have been three years where the cost of living was zero. It was a goose egg. It didn't go up that year because there was no measurable inflation. So the government follows the CPI, the Consumer Price Index. It's our standard measure of inflation. Granted, there's like 20 different ways they calculate it. There's PCE, there's urban, there's all of these things that they do to calculate it. But as the general rule, inflation's been creeping up. Everybody, you can turn on the news Mm -hmm. and see this stuff. And so last month, when inflation just came out a couple weeks ago, annualized inflation is about 5%. And so you kind of see here the CPI, all-time item index, blah, 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 5% over the last 12 months as of May. What's funny, though, if you read into the article, this is the largest increase in Mm -hmm. inflation since August of 08. Anyone remember what was happening in 08? Anyone? Yeah, the market gotta, crashed and I know I keep saying that like like there's more people on this uh, call here. <laughs> I was looking for a group consensus, right? So you're right. The the Great Recession, right? Yes. The worst stock market crash in a hundred years yep. was happening. And as it was roughing out and GDP was going down, all of a sudden things were starting to accelerate. It was all over the place. So inflation's up a lot. So that's funny, right? Because I said, Well, hot dog, this is gonna be the most cost of living adjustment that we've seen mm-hmm. um, in a long time, certainly in the last 10 years. You know, it's funny, fun fact. Uh, I was uh, in 1980, Tana, any guesses what the cost of living adjustment was on social security? Ooh, I'm going to say 15. We, well, we've probably talked about this. Like, no, I, that was, you know, a total just like, it was I like promise. a balloon with a little leak. And just went, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. No, I'm serious. That was a lot. A guess. Yeah, it was 14.83%. Oh, sweet. Um, good guess. And so, you know, it's amazing because you say, oh, my gosh, you know, in yeah. one year, your, your, your social security goes up 15% on a cost of living adjustment. Now, to put that in perspective, late 70s, early 80s, we were living in hyperinflationville. You could get a CD that paid 15%. Your mortgage was 12%. Um, everything was expensive on that measure. Coming into this time period, people are looking forward to an increase in social security. So that's exciting. Now, Tana, though. I was excited. I said, oh, cool. Social security will go up. It's relative, right? Because that's on the premise that there's also Mm -hmm. inflation. So the cost of living is higher. So that's a bummer. But what was the one thing that you said might also increase that kind of uh, deflates this also? Medicare premiums. Yeah. 
Now yep. it's relative. Now, you, well, it's not relative. You know, it's funny about Medicare, which you know better than me, but it's amazing to watch the increases in Medicare because you go back, like I'm going to date myself here because it doesn't seem like it was that long ago, but it was a while ago, but you go back like five or six years ago and maybe it was a little longer. Like I said, I'm, I'm stuck here, but remember when it was like $104? Yeah. It right? was $104 for quite some and time. And change, 10430 yeah. or something. Yes. And it was that for a while. And now all of a sudden it's basically 150. Yeah. So to me in a very short period short of time, time. Mm-hmm. it's increased 50% more or less. Correct. Whereas has your social security in the last 5 years increased 50%? No, <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't think so. So, you know, supposedly, like you're saying, Medicare does follow the CPI, just like mm-hmm. Social Security. But for some reason, there's that mystery where the increases are mathematically a little more than one would think. But it's also relative. You know, if you have a Social Security check and you're getting two grand a month, maybe I'm being kind. That's a high one, you know, but you get your five percent CPI. You're, mm-hmm. You make a hundred bucks more kind of a thing. Whereas, you know, maybe Medicare goes up. 20 bucks, still a huge increase mathematically on what Medicare is, but Hey, mm-hmm. net, net, you're up 80 bucks a month. There's a thousand dollars a year to help you pay for $9 gasoline. Yeah. Ooh, ouch. <laughs> it's not $9 here. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> but, I hope yeah. not. No, it's, it's yeah. You know, when I was out visiting you last year with my wife, we paid a buck 60. Over I by the know. Airport. Isn't that crazy? Now crazy? it's around 289. So we Yeah, but still I, I filled up my car the other day here at the 76 <laughs> station and I, I, I think it was 465. Oh, ouch. Yeah. For full disclosure, I buy the good stuff. But <laughs> the um but still I was, yeah. you know, I didn't need a car wash. I'm like, gosh, maybe I should get a car wash because it's 30 cents less a gallon if you get the car wash. <laughs> I was sitting there for a minute, like trying to do the math, like how many gallons? Oh, that need? is awesome. How much is this car wash going to be? The um, So that in any so case, funny. so interesting news on Social Security. Once again, this will be potentially, doesn't mean things can't soften out, but potentially the highest cost mm-hmm. of living adjustment we've seen in over a decade on the old Social Security front. So kind of fun. Now, why? You know, why is that going on? And there's a lot of things that drive that. I love going to this website. We talk about it quite a bit. But remember, the Atlanta Federal Reserve, they have what's called their GDP Now website, where they use high-frequency data, and they forecast what current annualized GDP looks like. Can you see this on here, Tana? Yes. What is it looking like here? 9.3%. Right. So we've been hanging out in this 9, 10% mm-hmm. range all quarter and the quarter's over in two weeks. Right. I mean, this is insane. This is massive. Re- remember, after the crash of 08, you know, coming up into all of this stuff, we had 10 years that have been defined by economists as the plow horse economy where the economy, the GDP grew so slow, so anemically that it's like the plow horse just kind of plowing through the dirt, (laughs) making a row real slow. We're going to make it happen, right? Plow horse economy, um, where we could barely maintain a 2% GDP. We had a strong GDP last quarter, basically 5% annualized. Now we're looking at the better part of a 10% annualized GDP. I mean, this year, you're probably going to end up averaging a 6%, 7% GDP. It's insane. It's Now, right, everything's full disclosure today. So full disclosure, last year we had the biggest drop in GDP, more or less, we've ever seen. So it's bouncing back, but the economy is on all cylinders. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So it's like a just, John Deere tractor. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, they got rid of the, the donkey. Yeah. Or, yeah. The, or the, the ox or something. <laughs> now we got a tractor rolling yes. through. That was not an advertisement for John Deere, nor are we invested oh, in John Deere stock. The um, <laughs> I'm doing disclosures after everything now. Yeah, uh, if I hold up this big pen, I don't want people to think I'm trying to <laughs> trying to do an ad drop. The um, so GDP is doing huge. So GDP, when you over overly simplify it, it's broken into two massive buckets, and then obviously it drills down from there. One massive bucket. It represents two thirds of GDP and one, the other massive bucket represents manufacturing in this country, which is one third GDP. Oh yeah. I just gave it away. What did I just do there? I don't know what I just did. I, I was feeling good. Like I was setting something up and then I'm like, I'm just saying the answers here. This is like the best test in school. So, (laughs) so what is the one third GDP manufacturing? And then two thirds is people spending money. There's your GDP in massive simplicity. So when it's running really hot like this, we know a couple things. Well, one is we know people are out spending money. Mm-hmm. I mean, just going bonkers. I was reading something uh, just this morning on CNBC that was saying that this time in 2019 to right now, individual spending is up over 20%. Wow. Right. It's It's incredible. People are just hotcakes man spending money manufacturing is running on all cylinders Hmm. heck let me show you guys why say stuff when i can show you and this is obviously for the people watching it so obviously we like data we like information it tells stories it helps us give us direction these are the tea leaves that tana and i use when we're building uh, a retirement plan for people of how we try to make good informed decisions so Mm -hmm. uh here we see this just came out for may so ism manufacturing it's an index that follows manufacturers. It, it came, it rose to 61.2. Now this is kind of funny because when COVID was hitting, you guys can see this chart on here. It goes back a number of years. Mm-hmm. When COVID was hitting, we were actually in a little bit of a small manufacturing recession, mm-hmm. which was a problem. Well, ironically, manufacturing has roared back so hard. It's actually doing better than it was you know, pre-COVID. You know, certainly past the last reception, kind of hitting all time highs. The way that the chart works, because everyone's saying, well, Mike, a 61.2, you got a D in your class. You're, you're almost failing. <laughs> right. I mean, this is not, it's not what I want to think. 60, I got a 60%. So the way that it works is if you guys look at this chart, there's a red line right down the middle. It's got that 50 on it. So 50 is the magic number. If you're below 50, the manufacturing industry is contracting. Not a good thing. If you're above 50, you're expanding. And that's a good thing. So a 61.2, as you can see on the chart here, is pretty much an all-time high in the last more or less decade. Mm -hmm. But it also means that the manufacturing is expanding. Remember, this represents one-third of our GDP. This is huge. This is important. This is relevant. Uh, Let's see. The other ISM non-institute, by the way, ISM, Institute of Supply Management. Tana, you probably know that from some test or something (laughs) also non-manufacturing index institute of supply management they said their index is expanding at 64 Mm percent once again you look at the chart it's 
kind of a 10 year high, more or less well above the 50 line mm-hmm. Hot dog. Things are firing on all cylinders. We have a red hot economy right now. The biggest problem that we have is we have a bit of a labor shortage. There's a lot of outstanding oh, wow. jobs. Yes. It hit an all time high, like something like nine and a half million outstanding open jobs. Wow. Which is fascinating because, you know, it's like we need like speed dating where they match <laughs> people up real fast. Like That's how do we have idea. so many open jobs? Yet so many people on unemployment is a mystery. It's Anyways. not a mystery. It's because nope, they're getting Canada, the $300 extra Canada, a week. How dare you? I know I'm terrible. I am offended that you would, you would boil people down to that level. I'm sorry. That is just not fair. That's <laughs> not fair. Well, we but, went to a restaurant this weekend and they couldn't even seat us for over an hour. And it wasn't because they were, ex- right. you know, very busy. It was just, uh, they, look, I got, I got, they said I got, there was a lack of staff. So we yeah. have a problem. And for yeah. all of our viewers and listeners, you got to realize Tan and I deal with hundreds of people. We hear and see these stories all the time. Yeah. I've got clients that own businesses that have yes. directly told me they cannot find people right. to work. I then have clients on unemployment who have directly told me I'm not going to go back to work because every job exactly. I found doesn't pay me as good as my unemployment. Why would I work? And you're just like, Ugh, it's it really is true on the street. These are the things I deal with all the time. Yeah. Um. However, the jobs market is getting better. So as of May, there was almost mm-hmm. 600,000 new payrolls added. So that was an improvement from the Good. previous month of 200,000. Once again, we were hoping more jobs would have been created in the last couple months. The problem is, as Tana's highlighting, is one element of it is the fact that, um, you know, unemployed. Remember, in California, if you got two people in a household on unemployment, that could be 750 bucks a week per person times that by two, that's 1500 times that by 52, that's almost $80,000 a year Mm -hmm. that you don't have to work. Granted, I saw a big headline the other day that said that the issue is childcare. And I thought, well, that's kind of weird. It's summer for most people. And summer has always happened since I was born. So it's always been an issue. So if people could always adapt to it previously, what is the problem now? Right. That is the justification. Good point. Oh, what else do we got? What else do we got? What else do we got? Uh, the trade deficit, but nobody cares. Let's see. Oh, and then we already talked about this. So the CPI, obviously inflation, you see this, this is kind of a different look right now. We're looking at the, the chart version of it. And in the chart version over the last kind of eight years or whatever this chart is, you can see that inflation is obviously looking a lot stronger and a lot bigger than it has historically. Mm-hmm. So once again, inflation is here. Rear its ugly head. What else do we got? We'll come back to inflation because I have another thought on that. Actually, let's go to it now because otherwise the flow of the show will make no sense. (laughs) (laughs) And it probably doesn't make sense already. And that's (laughs) No, it does. That's what happens when you get me talking. So uh, what do I got here? I got the I got the 10 year treasury chart up on the screen for our watchers. Um, remember, this follows the price of interest rates and 10 year treasury is kind of like the the bellwether, the Titanic. It's just kind of the thing that we all keep track of. And so pre COVID coming into COVID, what happened to interest rates, Tana, they for fell. the people that can't see this? Yeah. And, and maybe the word fell is being nice. They kind of, cratered, <laughs> you know, it's just implosion. Right. And then during a long swath of uh, the COVID last year, what were, what were interest rates doing? Stayed flat. They're staying flat, staying low. And then all of a sudden the fall mysteriously lined up very closely with the election. I don't know what that means. What did interest rates start doing? Shot up. They shot up a lot. 
<laughs> and now we're kind of back to what kind of a zone here? Flat again. Kind of a hangout zone. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting, right? It, it, interest rates have, have done a lot. Now, why does this matter to an individual that is focused on their own retirement planning? Any guesses, Tana? Yeah, it has, um, you know, an effect on bonds for one. That's probably the big ticket item right there, yeah, right? Yeah. Right. So the direction of interest rates impacts your bonds, the yes. price of your bonds. And so if you're retired, do you have 100% of your money in the stock market normally? No. No? Okay. So where else does someone maybe have their money if it's not in the stock market? Is it, is it you know, in gold coins buried in their backyard? Usually not. Yeah. I haven't heard that one maybe. yet. Maybe. Oh, I don't know. You know, it's like they, like those satchels they used to wear, like with their gold coins. Is that a thing still? No. We should bring those back. <laughs> the... um. We can make a million dollars, right? So it's not in the stock market, right? It's in bonds. It's mm-hmm. in cash. Maybe yep. maybe it's in an insurance product, like an annuity or some kind of cash value. Like real insurance. estate. Or real estate. But, you know, those are kind of the normal, obvious places mm-hmm. for money to be when it's not directly in the stock market. So as you're retired and you become more conservative, a lot of people don't keep all their money in the stock market, especially if they need income. Because if the stock market's going down and you're pulling income out, guess what? Not good. Right. Yeah. You just kind of trash your account. So even though this this is a two-year chart that shows interest rates were going down initially, if I was to expand this chart over 40 years since the 80s, remember cost of living adjustments, like you said, mm-hmm. 15%. More or less, interest rates have been falling for a long time, right? They bottomed out last year. I mean, the 10-year treasury was at like a half a percent. It was mm-hmm. crazy. And then they shot up. And as normal things do, when things move in in heavy directions, they generally get to some kind of consolidation period, which we seem to be in right now. Mm -hmm. So interest rates shot up significantly. They went from more or less that half a percent last year to basically, you know, one and a half, 1.6, 1.7% this year. And they've been kind of hanging out there more or less. Well, remember when interest rates are falling, the value of your bonds goes up. So for a long time, people have made a lot of money on their bonds and been very conservative, very safe, very happy. Well, the opposite is happening, right? That is interest rates go up. People are finally starting to see the bond bleed. I mean, mm-hmm. year to date, if you look at the aggregate bond index, the, the bond index is down like 3% this year, even though the general stock market's up 13%. Right. So you're like, well, crud sickles, that's not a good thing, right? But this is a direct challenge with inflation is, so if you get into Federal Reserve monetary policy and there's inflation, remember, we haven't had any for a long time. Do you remember, Tana, the the date I said of the last time we had that high inflation? What year that was? 2008. That's back in 08. So it's been a while, right? So we haven't had to deal with this in a while. Right. But when we have high inflation, the Federal Reserve has to be concerned about that because they're saying, well, crud, we can't have hyperinflation. We don't want gas to be $9 a gallon tomorrow kind of a stuff. Mm-hmm. And so the way that they control inflation is they raise interest rates. Well, here's what's kind of happening is the Fed's sitting on interest rates. They, they haven't raised them yet. They probably will in the next year or so. But when they do, that's going to force interest rates higher. Hence, people are going to lose money on their bonds. It's mm-hmm. a problem. Um, we have actually been putting together a very specific presentation on interest rates and bonds. So I don't want to give it all away today. Otherwise the show in a week or so will be totally boring, 
But this is something to be conscious about. And that's why I thought it was fascinating how all of these tea leaves tie together, right? Yes. Cost of living adjustment for social security is exciting for some people. Woohoo, it's going up. GDP is on fire. But the problem is, is you can't get enough people back to work to continue mm -hmm. to make new goods and services. Hence, inflation's coming into the situation because even though GDP is on fire and people are spending money, there's just not enough goods to go around because of supply chain issues and labor shortages right. and all kinds of stuff manufacturing's on fire, which once again, isn't good for inflation. And all of this then ties back to you're in the bond bleed business now, right? Your bonds are bleeding. Mm -hmm. And so I hope that doesn't happen to you, but obviously these are the things that we tackle with our clients. Tan and I have a lot yeah. of solutions to deal with, with the bond bleed. Um, we're not going to tell you about them because they're all secrets, but we actually dealt with this with your dad recently. Yeah, we did. So, and now your dad's happy because he's yes. now bleeding bonds. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's go in a different direction. We're almost done here. The, um, I thought that this was just kind of a funny Gallup poll that came out the other day. Uh, you know, how you read it, that's up to you, what you think of it. That's your business. I just thought it was entertaining and maybe it doesn't take much to entertain me these days. So look at this poll from May of 2021. This is a Gallup poll. You've probably all heard of them, mm -hmm. but what they did is they went through different um, political groups. And once again, this isn't supposed to be a political show. I just thought that this was interesting. And so you see, they got Republicans, independents and Democrats on here. And in the poll, they pulled people and the orange bar represents what percentage of people want to lead normal lives as much as possible. And the blue is what percentage of people want to stay at home as much as possible. And I thought that was super interesting because mm -hmm. if you look at Republicans, 87% want to get back to normal, whereas only 13% of Republicans want to stay home. Mm -hmm. Whereas Democrats, 71% want to stay home as much as possible. And only 29% want to get back to normal. Like, yeah, that's you know, very interesting. Like what you do with this information, I don't know. I just thought it was very interesting and very mm -hmm. kind of bizarre about how politics are driving our psyche. I mean, we showed one of these a couple of weeks ago that was showing how vaccinated people are less comfortable with going out into the world than unvaccinated yeah, people. Right. You know, there's there's so much weird, yeah. fascinating psychology going on with this right. stuff right now. And the reason that I bring this up in part is remember. All of this goes back to normalizing the economy because the more normal the economy is, the more the stock market advances, the more that uh, mm -hmm. we can get people back to work, the better we can fix supply chains. That will control inflation. That mm -hmm. will keep your bonds from bleeding. Everything is about your financial plan when we're at the end. Right. Ugh. So anyways, we uh, that's it for me, Tana. I'm just going to I'm just going to walk away. You wrap up. <laughs> All right. Uh, all right. That was good. All right, we did it. The, uh, <laughs> hey, if you got any questions, if you need a review, if you don't have a good mm -hmm. solid retirement plan, this is what we do. This is why Tana and I are here is to help you guys. If you can't stand me because you think I'm crazy, guess what? You can work with Tana. It, yes. It's literally that easy. So give us a call. 805-500-7035. You can visit our main website, thelindgroup.com. Otherwise, Tana, I'm glad you had a, a good family reunion Thank vacation. You. I'm yes. glad our internet is working again. We are back to business. Thank you for listening to The Wealth Puzzle. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Michael Mansfield at The Lind Group. Call 805-500-7035 or visit them online at thelindgroup.com. 
All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by the Lynn Group Advisors LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of California. Insurance products and services are offered through the Lynn Group LLC. The Lynn Group LLC and the Lynn Group Advisors LLC are not affiliated companies. Lynn Group LLC, the Lynn Group Advisors LLC, and Michael Mansfield are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.